This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning. Well, welcome to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton with you this morning. We're on the Zoom call today. And we're going to talk with Jim Russell from the Mental Health 708 Board and Beth Connect, his uh, compatriot and uh, companion on mental health first aid training. Beth is also, you're running the multi-agency, correct, in Hoopston? Yes. Yes, okay. Um, But her passion, uh, as is with Jim, is, is mental health first aid training. And as you know, if you listen to this show at all, uh, I firmly believe in in these courses, both the youth first aid training and the adult first aid training, because I think it makes us as as just people better prepared to deal with the people, the family, the friends, the associates, the working peers uh, that surround us in our lives. And um, I guess let's start out with with a basic. Uh, Jim, when did this start? How did it start? And what really is first aid training? Because I think the the title is kind of misleading. I always have. Um, shortly after I took this job with the mental health board, uh, Lori DeYoung called me. Um, Lori has been a counselor and um, licensed clinical social worker and, and psychologist in the in the community for a long time. Um, and she said, Jim, we just had the fourth completed suicide of a recent graduate from Oakwood High School. She said, we need to do something about youth suicide in our community. So Lori and I both reached out to people in the community that, that we knew. And we started at, at that time, it's what we call a suicide prevention committee. Um, and we started meeting and talking about what we could do to raise mental health awareness, what we could do to do suicide prevention, what we could do as a community uh, to, to get the word out and, and try to impact those, those numbers that are still way too high. Uh, after we'd been meeting about a year, we became aware of a federal grant that was available through SAMHSA, which is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration of the federal government um, with Aunt Martha's help and a lot of other partner agencies in our communities, we applied for and were successful in getting a, a three-year grant to do the youth mental health first aid training in a four-county area. Uh, Beth was hired to be the project manager for that effort. Um, and we trained in a four-county area right along the, the state line with Indiana. We trained over 2,000 people in that three-year grant. Um, after that grant ran out, we applied again for a grant. We didn't have, at that time, Aunt Martha says, as a partner, um, and we were unsuccessful in getting the federal grant. Um, I I still say it every chance I get because it just irks me, but all the people who got the grants in the state of Illinois were north of I-80. Yep. So we we went in another direction and we were able to get funding from Vermillion Healthcare Foundation um, and continue the training. And then we were able to get funding at another point from Gibson Area Hospital and Medical Center. Um, 
to continue the training, at least on a part-time basis. And now we've secured funding through Vermillion County, so we'll be able to go back to full-time basis for Beth starting in December uh, to do both trainings. Um, so the, the, the purpose of the training is to, to teach people who have contact with young people. Um, and here's one of the, the points of confusion, I think, about the title. Um, this, this, the youth training is not necessarily for youth. It's for people who work with youth. Uh, so if it's a teacher, if it's a coach, if it's a grandparent who's raising their grandchildren, or even if just involved in their grandchildren's life, if it's a company or organization that, that works with young people, uh, the youth training helps people identify uh, signs and symptoms and, and warning signs that that young person that they're working with might be experiencing some problems. Um, and it teaches that person who's not a professional mental health provider uh, how to start that conversation and continue that conversation and, and where to go depending upon where that conversation leads. Um, so the, the, the purpose of, of both the training and, and the adult training is for, you know, people who work with adults who may be having a mental health crisis or emergency. Um, and we've trained HR staff, we've trained management staff in several different companies in, in Danville and throughout the area um, to, to identify again warning signs that that some of their staff is going through some issues and problems and then what they can do uh, as management, as HR, as supervisors, what they can do to, to help their staff and their employees navigate uh, what's going on with them. Um, yes, I think, I think, you know, I think I took the training maybe in that first year right away just because I was curious. Um, just wanted to know what it was going to be like. And I was so blown away by it. I, it's, again, I said, you know, I worked for Steve Laker for 16 years at the health department and I was taking training every time I turned around. So uh, I, I've gone through a lot of, of opportunities to learn and, and grow, but I've never had a training that impressed me as much as the uh, youth mental health first aid training impressed me when I took it. Um, I guess one of the things that I think is important for people to understand and often gets lost in all of this is that it's not about being a clinician. This is not training you to respond to somebody's problems and fix them. Um, this is about helping raise mental health awareness overall and helping you be aware of the people around you and that they may need just a little nudge, a little encouragement to get help. Is that a fair statement? I would absolutely say yes. I mean, it's not even just the people that work with somebody. If you are a grandma at home, if you are oh, yeah. a parent, you know, if you're an aunt or an uncle, if you're living and breathing right now, this training is for you. You know, you may have somebody in your family that's been acting a little different and you're just not sure what's going on. And this training opens up so many doors and opens your eyes to see that, you know, that person's not like a bad person. That person may just be struggling. You know, it helps with substance abuse. You know, it helps with 
suicide awareness, of course, but it also helps with everyday communication skills. I mean, the de-escalation part in both trainings I use every single day. I mean, the training, of course, I'm biased, but the training is absolutely <laughs> amazing, whether it's the youth training or the adult training. I mean, they're both, they go hand in hand and they complement each other. And even if you don't know a young person, to me, the youth training gives you so many other tools for your tool belt, which is a little saying we always say, that can help you in everyday life. I mean, in almost everything you do with every person you deal with, you just never know. Well, well I think, yeah, go ahead, Jim. Well, there, there's a section in the, in the youth training that talks about typical adolescent development. And that's a, yes. probably an hour and a half of, of the training. So that's specifically for young people and that, that growing up group. Uh, but all the other all the other training skills and all the other uh, ideas uh, are applicable, as Beth says, during the training from birth to death. Um, again, the communication skills, the the the, the listening unjudgmentally, the, the just the the ideas to to take and and work with and use in those uh, contacts and interactions with other people are are just so valuable. Um, before before I ever went to be become an instructor for the training, I went to the training myself because I was not going to promote something and be a part of something that I thought was a waste of time. Um, and I've done some some trainings. I have to get continuing education credits to maintain my license. And I've gone to some trainings where the only thing I got out of it was the piece of paper. At the end Amen. Of the <laughs> Uh, and I did, I did not want to be a part of something like that. And, and this training is not that. And, and I'm not saying that just because Beth and I teach it. But, but yeah, I think it's true. Um, I, but I think we do a good job. And, and the evaluations that we have to do for the national organization uh, bear that out. But it, it's just good training. And, and like we're trying to emphasize, it is not for the professional. You do not have to have a college education, even a college degree of any kind, to understand what the training presents. We've trained uh, high school students. Uh, we've trained grandparents. Uh, we've trained uh, working moms. We've trained stay-at-home moms. Um, you know, everybody who's gone through the training has been able to to get something out of it. Um, and I, I like to brag on us a little bit. We have to do a uh, an evaluation that's based on a five-point system with the with the five being the highest score you can get. And throughout the training that we've done, we've averaged 4.8 overall on those evaluations. So that's pretty good. It absolutely is. And not only that, but I think if I recall correctly, uh, out of the over 2,000 uh, trainings in, in the country at one time, we were like the second highest. So we... we uh, We've done a good job here. We're going to talk more with Jim and Beth in just a moment on Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton on the Zoom call this morning with Jim Russell, Mental Health 708 Board. And Beth Connect, who heads the multi-agency in Hoopston and has been his compatriot since the very beginning on mental health first aid training, which has 
they have tried to blanket our community, actually a four county area, uh, with that trading, which I think has done a lot to actually raise awareness about mental health. I think we're in a much better place now than we were when this program started. I don't think we've taken down all the barriers, gotten rid of all the junk, but we sure have made some progress and people now are recognizing how important mental health is overall. And Jim, going back to our roots, the roots of first aid training and the roots of the Vermilion County Mental Health Initiative that we started, the, uh, as you said earlier, when we came on, this came out of concern about uh, suicide. And this is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. So let's talk for a minute about that. Are, do you think we're making progress, particularly with young people in that area? My own personal opinion is we're, we make more progress with younger people than we have with older people like us. The numbers support that too. There's, there's still, there's still the stigma attached and the, the lack of information and the uh, just the, the ignorance. And, and it's not bad intention to ignorance. It's just not knowing uh, about the, the subject and, and not knowing what to do. Um, and we still have people who think if somebody's dealing with a mental illness, it's something to be embarrassed about and something to hide. Um, so we're in a better place than, than we were, um, but we, we've still got some work to do. Um, and there's, there's some national movements that are happening. Uh, you know, I saw uh, two different commercials yesterday after I got home from work, uh, public service announcements that were talking about mental health issues. Um, you know, there's, there's more good information available. Um, on the internet about mental health issues than, than what it used to be. So yeah, yeah, we're making strides, but we um, we've got more work to do. Beth, I remember, you know, in in the training, of course, I I still think one of the most impactful moments is Kevin Hines and him talking about uh, jumping from the Golden Gate Bridge and that whole process he went through, which is extremely painful to listen to because you realize more than anything, I think, how often we pass each other uh, and walk on by, how often we don't reach out, how often we don't ask because we feel uncomfortable. Um, the fact of the matter is suicide is complete loss of hope. And so, you know, if somebody just reaches out a hand and says, hey, are you okay? That truly can change a person's life. Absolutely. In the video with Kevin, you know, as he's talking, he's contemplating taking his own life and feels there's no other option because he has no other hope. He has no hope and he doesn't feel there's help. And he's just waiting for one person. You know, he stands on that bridge and he just waits one person to say, are you okay? You know, is there anything I can do? Anything, you know, just how can I help you? And a lady does approach him, but she asks for her, him to take her pictures, you know, yep. and then she walks away. And at that moment, he realizes no one cares, you know, 
course, that's not true. People do care. People just often get busy and they're scared to ask. They're scared of the answer because they're not sure how to respond. And that's the great thing about this training. You just never know. You know, it makes it possible for you to have words. You may not have the perfect words, but it gives you some words and some confidence when you see that person who looks lost. You see the person who's just in a daze or just looks like they're a million miles away. The ability to say, how are you? And if they turn to you and say, you know, life is horrible, this is happening, you have some like support, some knowledge of where you can go with that from the training. So I think that's what's so valuable about having the training. And I remember back when we did that exercise, you had to sit across the table from someone, look them in the eyes and and ask that question. And I think I think part of the problem is we're so afraid somebody's going to say, yeah, no, I'm not okay and I need help. And then you don't know, what should I do? Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm not, I'm not qualified Mm -hmm. to handle that. And that's what's so great about the training because it explains to you how to kind of have that conversation and help get that person directed and, and not be so afraid to ask the question. Exactly helps you find the tools to connect them. I mean, you won't have all the answers, but at least you'll be able to move in the direction to give them some hope and give them some confidence. Absolutely. Save their life. I mean, it can make all the difference in the world. And and we do, in the training, we do emphasize the fact that if, you know, if somebody's at imminent risk of harm to themselves or others, get help immediately. You know, you're not going to intervene and be a crisis clinician or a crisis response person because you've, you've gone through this training. If there's someone who's currently suicidal, get immediate help and you know, just call 911. But, but not everybody who's struggling and who's having a really bad day has gotten to that point yet. And, and again, this training can help us be equipped to, to ask those questions and, and hear them out and then hopefully know where to go to, to get them the help that they need or, or know where to, to to take them or know who to encourage them to call. Um, Absolutely. So, again, one of the things we emphasize throughout the training is you're not going to go out of this room and start diagnosing and treating mental illness because you've been through one eight-hour training. Uh, and I really encourage people who go to the training especially not to start trying to diagnose family members. No. <laughs> that, just, that just gets them in trouble. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. You know, and, you know, we, we talk about the limits of, of what we can do as, as non-professionals. But as we talk about the limits, we also open up the, the, the hopefully open up the eyes to what is possible and what can be done. And if you're ever involved in a discussion where somebody who really, really needs help and you play a small part in getting that person the help that they need, and you realize that you may have helped that person turn a corner, even if you played a very small role in it, that can be rewarding in a way that you just can't even explain. Well, and it sure beats uh, living with shoulda, coulda, woulda, if only. I mean, that's, there's, you know, uh, we're going to go to break. Be back in just a moment. Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. 1490 WDAN. Welcome 
Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton on the Zoom call this morning with Beth Connect. She heads up the multi-agency in Hoopston. She is also uh, the uh, working with Jim Russell and has for many years now, training, uh, doing the first, mental health first aid training for both youth and adult. And also here is Jim Russell, who heads up the Mental Health 708 Board. Um, so uh, when are the trainings? What's involved in the trainings? How much of my life do I have to commit to this? You know, all the details. Let's talk about that. Uh, we have trainings already scheduled here at the health department through December. Uh, we have a youth training scheduled for October 5. Uh, it starts at 8.30 in the morning. Uh, we take a break for lunch and then it's scheduled to, to end at, at 5 o'clock. And again, that's for adults who work with youth. Um, and then we have the adult curriculum training in October scheduled for the 26th. Um, and, and, and as I mentioned, we've got trainings already scheduled through November and December, but I, I don't want to flood people with a whole lot of dates. Just if you're interested, give Beth or me a call and, and we'll get you registered for one that will work with your schedule. Absolutely. We're also able to go out to agencies, organizations, clubs, community groups, churches, uh, anybody that would want to set up a training at their place, uh, we can go and, and, and do that. Um, and with, uh, with the training funding that we got from Gibson City Medical Center, there's no restriction on where we can go. So any, anywhere that's within driving distance, uh, Beth and I will load up our stuff and, and take an hour to set up the room and, and go for it. Um, and it's also important, uh, Jim, you said, for anybody that works with youth, but let's be real clear on this. You don't necessarily have to be employed at the juvenile detention center or teaching school. You could just be an average person, retired or not, who has kids or grandkids or godchildren, young people, maybe you teach a Sunday school class for kids. It doesn't matter if you have any encounter in your life or your sphere with young people, this class is for you. You don't necessarily have to have that mission because this matters just with any kid you encounter. Absolutely. Anybody is welcome to take either the adult or the youth training. I mean, the more knowledge you have, the better off you are. It's very interactive, too. So although it sounds like a long day, it yeah, really is a long day. You can be as interactive as you would like to be, or you can sit back and be an observer on some of the activities. So, Yeah, I did want to mention that when you were talking about it. It is a long day of training, but I got to tell you, it went by very quickly for me. Um, it, yeah. There was so much information coming at me, and I, I was so intrigued by some of the things that you all shared. Um, it's not like you're sitting there going, oh, my God, make this thing over soon. <laughs> it's really good stuff. I mean, it keeps you engaged and gives you something to pay attention to. Well, and it's always the case if you go to one of those day-long activities, the, the toughest time is just after lunch. Yeah. <laughs> at the very end of the day. Um, and Beth has somehow managed to get me in both of those slots. The there time. you go. <laughs> It'll be so interesting. I know they'll stay awake for him. 
but but yeah, I mean, getting back, we've had um, you know the grandparents who are retired who've gone through the training and got something out of it. Um, we've we've had some professional people. We we've had some master level people who said. I didn't have a class like this when I was going through my master's classes. I, I didn't have anything about responding to crisis and responding yeah. to situations like this. We, we've done an entire staff for teachers. We've had um, church staffs, uh, youth ministers. Um, uh, we've had a couple of uh, trainings that were open to, to, to the entire church. Um, so, you know, it, it's not just for professionals, it's not just for teachers, it's for anybody who's got young people in their lives. And that's pretty much anybody and everybody. Um, you know, I'm, I may just be, the, <laughs> hopefully I'm not the grouchy old man on the corner who yells at the kids for cutting across my lawn. <laughs> but, you know, all of us have young people in our lives and, you know, we can tell, okay, something's up. This young person is acting out of character for what I typically see from from him or her. So what's going on? And again, this training can better equip me to to be prepared if I get an answer that I really don't want to hear. Uh, you know, and, and and again, that's one of the reasons we really don't ask people how how yeah. you because we're afraid of the answer we'll get, and then we won't know what to do with it. Well, this training helps you know what to do with it. It doesn't answer everything, but it'll help you get on the, the right path. Well, and as we've said all along, it's okay not to be okay. And I think we're finally starting to get that message out there so people understand mental health is no different than physical health. Right. And if you're struggling with it, then you need help. And in whatever format that is, um, and I may not have the answer to how to how to make you okay, but if I can encourage you to get where you need to be, that's what's important. Phone numbers people can try, or is there a website they can go to? What? We do not have a website, but they are welcome to call me, and my cell is 217-516-2298. Or they can reach you at the multi-agency, too. They can reach right? me at the multi-agency. Um, okay. And Jim? Um, my office phone number is 217-443-3500. Currently, we're having some phone issues. So if you try to call me today or tomorrow, you might not get through. Okay. But try again. Uh, hey, try again. thank you so much, both of you, for being with me. Appreciate it. I like this opportunity thank to talk. You. Join me tomorrow. Tricia Keith will be with me. We'll be talking about the shoe drive. So join us tomorrow for Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. I'm Linda Bolton. Danville's Talk Station 1490 WDAN Danville, W284DD Danville, and online at VermilionCountyFirst.com. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit NewhoffMedia.com.